You're listening to a DM podcast. What's for dinner? Stop licking each other. Killed my banana. <laughs> Don't even think about it. He's touching me. Okay, I'm going to count to three. Um, where are you? One. He's looking at me weird. Ryan, where's the wine? Don't you let me get to three. I love you, mummy. Stop playing with your doodles. This is beyond the chaos. This is beyond the chaos. Welcome back to Beyond the Chaos. It is Amy Gerard and Jen Muir. And we are back and we're here to uplift you. And we are here to make you feel seen and heard and like a normal regular mum who's just smashing it. And the way we want to start, as we do every week, is by talking about a fail, something, a shit show that's happened in your house. You go first. You want me to go first? Yeah, I want you to go first. Um, Okay. Well, it's kind of kid and husband related. My kids are, I don't know, they're not not the greatest readers, um, but they are very advanced at playing mum and dad off against each other. Highly intelligent, like creatures, Social creatures. Social creatures. Very social. They're street smarts. Like they could outlive me, right, if there was an apocalypse. So I was down hanging out the washing, unbeknownst to me. Uh, Charlie had been working dad in the background and I didn't know what over. Anyway, I was down there listening to my country music. Charlie comes down, hey, mum, can I have a packet of chips? And I said, sure, yeah, sure. Done. And no big then, deal. Yeah. Next minute she's opened a packet of chips and she must have just been sitting there or she must have like walked, done a walk by Ryan and then Ryan goes, I told you you couldn't have a packet of chips. Like we're about to have dinner. And she goes, Mum said it was okay. So then Ryan comes storming down to me, hold the line. And I was like, hold the what? And he goes, I said no to her having those chips. You need to hold the line. We need to be a team fronted, fronted unit. And I was like, hold the fuck up right now. I did not know that she had come to you first. And then she came to me. I don't care if she has a packet of chips. He goes, I care. This dinner's ready. Anyway, so... Charlie, the little shit stirrer, because she was desperate for some salt and chips, has caused an all-out war because Ryan and I are like fire and fire, right? So if you come at me aggressively, mm. I'm gonna come. I'm gonna meet you with aggression as well. Because I mean, I don't know if that's really uh, ideal, um, and we're working on it. But yeah, so we've had this like all-out war. Whilst I'm trying to hang close on the line, all over a packet of salt and vinegar chips because he is so big on like holding a united front, right? Which I mean, and it's so funny and she's just there munching on herself. Yeah, and she's like, chips going. Yeah. yeah, yeah, This was all um, my fault, but guess who won? Me. I, I mean, I love salt and vinegar chips. <laughs> so I, You know, I, I feel her. Mm. Um, this is such a common dilemma, isn't it? it I mean, is. how often do kids, I mean, my kids would do the same thing. I mean, maybe, maybe. He overreacted? Is that where you were going? Well, I think you could. <laughs> oh, I think you could say, have you asked your dad? I mean, you. Oh my God! That's what he told me to say. Yes, okay. I might be. I, will I wear might that. be saying that the united front thing is important, and kids will <gasps> absolutely do yes. this. They will go to the other parent. Yep. They'll go to the softer parent. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's the truth, but I'm definitely, I'm definitely the more lenient parent when mm. it comes to food. Yes, and since that incident, I have noticed that I do ask that question first, and more yeah, often you've than not, you've wised up. Yeah, I have. Um, all right, yeah. all right. I'll ask the fucking question. Okay, yeah, all right. All right, talk me through your fail. All right, I had a bit of a frozen meatball issue this week. Okay. So um, my uh, the Oracle, my hubby yes. and I have, it's my win as well, but mm-hmm. we've got this thing where we are, we've divided up the responsibility for dinner. I've been cooking dinner for 14 years and I am so 
tired of it. Like mm. I could happily never cook another family meal in my life. Like yes. I am done with being in this kitchen. Can I ask, do you eat all eat dinner as a family? Look, we tr- so- sort of, but it's the same stuff every week. Like it's we literally have spaghetti Monday, butter chicken Tuesday, yep. chicken sinsel Wednesday. Like it's that was so what I grew up with as well. Yep. Um, but it's kind of so hard to get something that six people eat. Mm-hmm. So I was on – it's my job on Monday. I got really caught up in some work. It's the juggle. And so I – I had not defrosted the meatballs. And um, and so he walks in the door and everything's late and our two youngest are whinging and whining and yeah. crying and they're so hungry and it, this tension is bu- buzzing. And then he's sort of helping me get the pasta on. Like, he's okay at this point. He's like, why have we got two pots of water going for the pasta? I'm like, because we only had three quarters of a packet of two different kinds of pasta. So we've got to have two different kinds of spaghetti, thick mm-hmm. and thin. And, of course, you can't put that in one pot. Oh, so we've really? got two – Well. Yep. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. they cook. One's 11 minutes, one's four minutes. Anyway, so we're cooking the pasta and then he goes to put the meatballs in the pot and they're just rock solid and he's yeah. just like, oh, my God. And, and anyway, we had this enormous fight over it. And I'm thinking, why are you being such a poo head about, <laughs> about a booger eater, a yeah. booger eater mm. over um, these meatballs? And then he's just like, you know, because he cooks a lot. He's a really good cook. He had made these meatballs on the weekend. He had hand rolled every individual little meatball oh, lovingly. God. He sounds like Ryan. Yep. He, I mean, he's incredible. Like, he's such a good cook. Like, mm-hmm. it's amazing. So he's hand rolled these meatballs and, like, I butchered the <laughs> shit out of these meatballs. They were, like, honestly, by the time I served them up and it's, like, 7 o'clock, our kids are just so ratchet tired and it's all falling apart and I, I, I'm like, I've got this, I've got this, and I did not have this. I would have served cereal. Um, and I... And, and I serve up these. I'm like, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. And then one of the kids goes, Mum, why are the meatballs like all like mush? And I'm like, mush. everything's fine. Anyway, so that was my fail. And I just felt a bit um, annoyed at myself for disrespecting his meatballs. Oh, my <laughs> Was he upset that you disrespected his meatballs? Yeah, he was. He was felt, he? yeah, he's like, I, 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 I had lovingly effort. rolled these balls <laughs> in between my own palms. Yes. And you. And, and our, one of our kids, Tommy, he helps roll the meatballs. It's like, and so he's like, you haven't respected my meatballs either. Are they Italian? Are they Italian chefs or something? What is going on? <laughs> so, I look, I get it. I, like if I had hand lovingly rolled meatballs, I probably would want my meatballs respected. And um, and so anyway, so that was my fail. I felt bad, and it's. Just, I'm just going to say it's really hard sometimes juggling the work and the kids and, yeah. the, and the dinners. I mean, I understand. <laughs> I I my husband doesn't get home till like seven thirty, so we we just fell into this routine, and I love it, where I cook for my children, and because they're basic bitches, yeah, right? So I'm, we're doing dino, dino nuggets. nuggets. <laughs> yep, dino nuggets and potato jams or like pizza, whatever, because I refuse to cook twice for dinner. Yeah. So I said, until you start getting home earlier or our kids are older and they can eat dinner with us, then we can, you know, maybe I'll start cooking more heartier meals like mm. I don't mashed potato and rissoles. That's, that's what I grew up on. Mm. But until that happens, I, my kids eat at like 4.35. Yep. And then Ryan comes home and cooks for us. Yes. But he's a fantastic cook. Oh. And like everything is like he cooked a steak the other night, but it's got it was pan roasted in garlic butter. And then there was asparagus that was sautéed in, I don't know, fancy shit. See, that is amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely earns his keep that way because mm. I could not. I just think t- my girlfriends will cook. Twice, like for their kids and then for their husband, and then pack lunches the next oh, day. And I was like, who? What? 
What? You just get burnt out. I used to be a really good cook when we were first married. I would worked you? down in Chinatown and I would source ingredients oh, and I, okay. I'd head home ahead of him. I'd spend two hours cooking the most oh. incredible dinner. Like I was into my cooking yes. and with every child I have gotten less and less yeah. and less into it. And I, honestly, the way I feel now, it's like I could happily never go in a kitchen. I used to oh. bake. Oh. But, um, you know, I hope to get back to it. I was always of the opinion that you're either that you either love cooking or you don't. Like I don't know. If it, if no, I think it can change because, really? um, yeah, I mean, my husband didn't cook at all, and and I have starved him out over time. <laughs> so my husband was never the cook either. He dated an Italian chick for like nine years, who I'm assuming did all the cooking, and then we started dating, and very quickly he was like, "Well, so um, Amy is not going to cook me a meal, so I'm going to have to learn how to do so it. So I'm going to have to step up." But the thing is, he has found his passion. Like yeah. he sits on the couch scrolling recipes yeah. all night long. He lo- like he, His favourite thing to do on the weekend is to find a recipe and then to go to the butcher and to get all these ingredients and make these incredible meals. And I am loving it. Yeah, I love it too. And Andy's exactly the same. And I think it's a creative outlet. If you yeah. if you don't have a job that's um, super creative maybe, it's a creative outlet. A so, good, I mean, it's a win. It's my, a win. So my, When my kids come home and are like, oh, we want two-minute noodles for dinner, I was like, Thank, praise the Lord. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Or cereal. Frozen pizza. Cereal. They love cereal for dinner. I love cereal for dinner too. It's a win. For them. It's a yes. win. What's your problem? I need some help. Okay, guys, next up, we are going to play a voice note that we have received from a lovely listener. From Amanda. Take it away, Amanda. Hello, Jen. I just love everything you do, and all your content is so helpful. So thanks so much. I have a question for you. I am on the smaller side, and my husband is um, over six foot three. We have two boys. And they seem to be on the small side too, so probably have my genes. Um, they have cousins the same age and friends, obviously. And it just seems that other parents, uncles, aunts and grandparents think it's fine to point out how small they are and talk about how big or tall their boys are versus ours or other boys are. I don't want this constant comparison to impact my boys' self-esteem or self-worth in a society that seems to be obsessed with men being big or tall. Do you have any tips on what I could do or say to them in these moments so as they get older it doesn't start to chip away at their self-worth? Thanks so much for your help. I appreciate it. <laughs> it's a toddler banging in the background. Do you do you know how old her boys are? Uh, they're one and three. Okay. All I can say on this as a non-professional is that my brothers mm. were, especially my younger brother, Tom, no word of a lie, he did not have his growth spurt until he hit his 20s. Yep. And I remember he was always quite short. Like my my dad is 5'11", my mum is 5'10". Mm. She's quite tall for a, a lady. I was actually always the tallest. And then Ben kind of had a little bit of a growth spurt, but Tom was like this, we were horrible to him. We used to call him Rissole or Egg because he was like sphere-like, right? <laughs> he was always like the little runt of our family. And now he's six foot three, six foot two, six wow. foot three. And it goes to show. I mean, I'm the same. So I'm from a pretty tall family. Yeah. Um, my mum is 5'11". My sister's 5'11". Yep. I mean, I am not 5'11". I like to think I'm yeah. five foot six and a half. But my kids argue it's a bit less than that. But anyway, I did not go through puberty and start growing till I was 16. I was yeah. so, so I had to get a uniform specially made when oh. I started year seven. Oh, I was little? so t- I was so tiny. Yeah. I, I'm literally this runt. My brother is six foot three. Like mm. I'm this runt of the litter. And it's funny because I've got these um, four boys and I have 
everyone thinks I have two sets of twins. They're the two two years apart, right? Mm. And the eldest two are have tracked at the same height since they were two and four. They're now fourteen and twelve, and they're, they're exactly the same height. Always neck and neck, neck and neck, because my second is enormous, Big. right? Yep. And then my second two, my little twins, they are seven and nine and they are tracking at the same height and the one like we have one child and this question is it's interesting I think because we maybe all have a child like it's not just height it's looks and it's appearance and it's kind of like how do we talk about bodies and you know I think it's really interesting our third is tracking to be our, our smallest but look who knows? And I think that the first point, exactly what you say, is kind of like we don't know yet. But yeah. either way, I think it's – I guess it's a good reminder to think about the way we talk about mm. bodies. Like even as pregnant people, we probably hate being told you're so small, you're so big, like all of that commentary. Yeah. And it makes me um, think about the research around the way we even just talk to boys and girls from birth mm. when they study it. From birth, you throw a baby boy up in the air with more vigour. You call little boys little man. We speak about, um, you know, their size. Like, you're so big, you're so strong. Show me your muscles. Yeah, show yeah. me your muscles. And and we do praise all of that. And with little girls, we're often like, give us a twirl, show us that pretty mm. dress. And we're kind of princess and angel. Yeah. We do talk differently. And I think it's been shown time and time again that that, doesn't always make people feel good and so it's probably something to be aware of and I'm kind of thinking is there a way you could politely say to friends and family you know I I don't know something on the side of like oh we really prefer to focus on effort did you know that little Max is doing little kicker soccer and he's got the most amazing left hook could we refocus people and just gently do that or is that a bit socially awks well my youngest, Kobe, he was born – so he has a cousin, my brother's son, first son, Harry, was born three months after Kobe. So there's 12 weeks difference between them. But Kobe has been large since birth. Yeah. I ha- he had his four-year needles the other day and she was like – in his height is in the 100th percentile. And Harry is, I would say, 50 percentile, mm. like pretty average, average for his height, right? And I notice that Tom, my brother, will often be like, oh, my God, look how much bigger Kobe is. Like, Kobe's like a foot and a half taller than Harry. I don't necessarily think it comes from a a malicious place or like a nasty place. I don't think – it's more just an observation. Yeah. I guess me personally, I don't take any offence to that. And like – Someone made a reference to Harry when he was younger. He was really big, chubby baby, ad- absolutely adorable. And I remember saying, oh, my God, he looks like a Cabbage Patch kid. And then I remember catching myself and saying to my sister-in-law, oh, like, does it bother you when people talk about his weight? I mean, he is a baby. And she's yeah. like, not at all. Yeah. But I can absolutely acknowledge that some people, like the same people who don't like people commenting on their size of them when they're pregnant. Yes. Right? Like a, a lot of people find that offensive. And I think maybe for this mum, because she said she's pretty short, she's on the short side Mm. and she's partnered with someone who's pretty tall, like six foot three is pretty tall. Mm. And so I think one of the things we can sort of do as parents is sometimes project our worries about, I guess for boys, she's hoping maybe they get the husband's height. Yeah, because it is a society that probably does prefer men to be big and, and tall. Mm. Um, but I think what we've got to remember is that, like, 
our kids are not us. Yeah. And they're not going to feel the same way about their height that we do. Yep. Um, from the, the parent ed perspective, I would love to just say something a bit reassuring yeah. um, to this awesome listener. Basically, the biggest thing that impacts our kids mm. is what we model. Yeah. And w- what impacts them is what's being modeled by the one to two primary caregivers in, in that home. So it's the, the two parents. So the mum and the dad, the way that they view their own bodies, yeah. the way that they talk about their own bodies, the way that they model using their bodies in healthy ways and celebrating all shapes and sizes mm-hmm. is the biggest impact on how these kids are going to feel about their bodies. I mean, the jury is out on how tall these kids will be anyway, but that's the biggest impact impact. So I love parents knowing this because this relates to so many things where we're worried about the impact of the way grandparents talk about discipline, Mm -hmm. the way um, society talks about gender. And so knowing that actually the biggest impact on your child is going to be, particularly in the first five years, how you guys model and be yourself. So I think the biggest thing we can do as parents when it comes to this issue is talk really healthily about yeah. our height and that, yeah, I'm I'm small and look at the incredible things my body can do. Yes. Um, you know, every sport needs, I mean, basketball, tall sport needs a good short point guard. Yes. So, right? Soccer, you know, you can be short and be incredible at soccer. Super quick. And also we want to celebrate just a body that works and is healthy because that's such a win. So Absolutely. I think knowing that and then knowing that kind of the way that family might reference that will roll off your child as long as what you are modelling in your home is is a healthy attitude. So I guess the biggest thing is to sort of ask yourself, are you happy with your height? And, and you know, even when you're tall, people will comment on, oh my gosh, you're so tall, you yeah, must you have can't to duck win, to get right? through doorways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, no matter what we do in life, people will comment. But I think the biggest thing is knowing that if we can talk about that healthily, it can make a big difference. And also I think at ages one and three, like they've got so much growing time ahead yeah. of them. Even my brother was um, my middle brother. He was, I have this issue, well, not an issue, but a girlfriend of mine, we chat a lot about her two children. She's got one who's a fantastic eater and one who barely just survives off crumbs, right? Yeah. Eats like a rabbit. And I said, but but he's thriving and yeah. he is such a happy kid and he sleeps 12 hours at night and he is thriving. And I said, you know what? Don't don't compare because he's a happy, thriving kid. 100%. And my brother, Ben, he looked sickly skinny as a child and now he's six foot three and so solid. Yeah, right. And it just like everyone comes on in different stages and at different ages as well. And I just think let them grow, let them grow into their bodies, but yeah. also just be if enjoy, they're ha- and enjoy yeah, their size. And if they're yeah. happy and healthy, that's that's all you can ask for. Hundred <laughs> percent. This is beyond the chaos. This is the part of our ep where we talk about what's going well. Like yes. to finish on a high. Finishing on a high. Okay. What is going well in your house this week? Okay, so I went on a bit of a rampage a few months ago, and I f- like banned all iPads because. I just, my kids were just absolute wild animals after using them. <laughs> I don't know if it was YouTube specifically, but that is very still much banned. <laughs> but what I have slowly done is I've slowly started to integrate them back into our lives because, man, like I need the break. Um, but what I've done is I have just set some boundaries up and some rules I and love regulations. A yeah. Mm, so come a school morning. I have said to them, if you can get up and get into your school uniform, go downstairs and eat your breakfast, pack your bag and brush your teeth, then whatever time left over between then, the time you finished all those things and school, 
go nuts on your iPad. Like my kids love Roblox, right? That's their newest thing. Cool. I don't even care as long as it's not YouTube. And so I have never seen them more productive in their life. Like Bobby gets up, gets himself dressed, makes his bed, makes his bed. He's never done that. He's like, I want extra brownie points somehow. I don't know. Makes his bed, goes down, eats his breakfast like this, (laughs) puts his bowl in the sink, brushes his teeth, and he's like, Mum, I'm all done. And he, he is. He's got his shoes on, his bags packed. I was like, go for gold. This is a win. I, I, I don't know why I have not done this sooner, but it is. And even at the moment on the weekends, Ryan and I have noticed that what we do is, you know, we, we try and always get out and we do stuff as a family or we get them out of the house. We go for a bike ride or a bushwalk or something. And then when we want to have some downtime, they have their iPads. And it's Yeah, downtime. <laughs> and there's this like, I don't know why we didn't integrate this before but it's it's been very seamless and they they're respectful of you know the rules that we've put up yeah and then we'll say okay that's enough screen devices time and it's down. yeah look I love it devices are part of our world and they do they can serve as long as we're aware it's not super educational and it's serving mm-hmm. a purpose I think that's so mm. good I love that it's like you, what you're doing there is really beautiful it's it's called a when and then it's a parenting oh. technique oh so when you get your uniform and mm-hmm. your blah 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 on I thought it then, was like bribe well well, you know, it, when it's, and then it's a beautiful. mild bribe, but so a bribe uh, uh, or a bribe or a threat would be if you don't. Oh, yes. Okay. Then. And this is different. This is like you're on their team. I'm when incentivizing we get, them. You are. So when mm. we get all this done, you can have the iPad. It's a win for them, win for you. Yes. I mean, I love it. Okay, A win and then. A yeah. win and then. Yeah. Great. That was my win. What's yours? Yeah, so my win is um, connected to my fail. But I, I, I said at the start of this, I am tired of cooking dinner. And um, so my hubby and I have divided up responsibilities yes. for the meals each week. And mm-hmm. the deal is that you are responsible for your day so Sourcing, cooking somehow, it doesn't matter Serving. how you do it. So if you if you want to go to Chargrill Charlie's and serve that up, that's your dinner for the night. That is fine. You know, whatever you do, but the other person doesn't have the mental load for that's, it. And I, this is why I absolutely love it. So I do Monday, Wednesdays. So I'm I, on today. What am I going to cook? Wait, Monday, Wednesdays. Uh, Wednesday, I'd, I mean, I would probably order a pizza. I'm going to get Chargrill Charlie's. Yeah, I already even better. I love those chips. Wait, so he does Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah. Well, he does Tuesday, Thursday. Friday is take probably away. always take away. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or we go up to the bolo. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, um, nice. yeah. So that's it. And it's a bit of a win because it feels like it's just instead of everybody thinking of it every day, yes. it feels like I get a break. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I'm really what about, happy. What about the clean up? Like, so say yeah. if you do the cooking, are you also responsible for the cleaning? I think if if you prep it, the other person cleans. Oh, okay. Um, and also so not get, a full night off. No, it's not a full night. I mean, maybe we can think. I mean, I like your suggestion. Mm. I like you thinking maybe it's a full thing. Mm. And then if you serve Chargrill Charlie's, well, it's a win on the cleanup. Absolutely. So, you know, win, yeah. win. But we're getting our kids involved in the cleanup because we have a 12 and a 14-year-old now oh. and it is about time that oh. they, you know. Oh, my gosh. They should be doing the cleanup they every do. night. Yeah, so they do. They're, they're in there at the sink. I mean, oh, you good. have to, I mean. It's convenient poo time that happens. <laughs> Everyone needs to take a dump at, at, as soon as they finish as dinner. As soon as there are dishes that need to go in the yeah. sink, everybody has yeah. to do a poo. Yeah. But look, that might be a genetic condition. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's got IBS all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's it. That's a good win. Yeah. That's half the reason why I don't cook because I hate cleaning, cleaning up the mess. Up. Yeah. All right, legends, join us on our Instagram page, Beyond the Chaos Podcast. Email us at 
beyondthechaospodcast at gmail.com. Yes, or you can jump onto our Facebook group, Beyond the Chaos Podcast. You can join. We're going to start a little community over there. We're going to build it and we're going to help each other. Yeah, We we want to hear your fails. What's working in your house, and we're going to solve your problems. But you so know keep what else? Messaging us. Oh, sorry to cut you off. You no, also sorry. could meet another really cool mum on you there. Could. It could yeah. be like a dating platform for mums. We met through Instagram. We met through Instagram. Yeah. I, I do love Instagram. Don't forget my book. The link is in the show notes. Little people, big feelings. It is your new parenting bible. Bible. Please, I would love you to hit the link and order one up. Little people, big feelings by Jen Muir is out now, and you would be crazy not to buy one. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks for joining us. Have a great week. Have a fantastic week. Bye.